Welcome to the next generation of energy with Rosewater Energy Group. Traditionally, power availability has been the overriding objective for home automation. But 21st century advances have shifted this paradigm. It's no longer a question of power availability. The real question is, how good is your power? Our podcast explores the shifting paradigm to educate our listeners on the importance of power quality, the foundation upon which premium home automation is built. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Generation of Energy, a podcast from Rosewater Energy Group. I'm Tyler Kern, alongside Joe Piccarelli. Joe, how are you doing today, man? Not too bad, Tyler. It is Friday. It's been uh, it's a good end of week, so I'm doing pretty well. And you know, through the beauty of podcasts, uh, people can listen to this at any time. And it might not be Friday when you're listening to this podcast, but you can live vicariously through us and channel your inner Friday afternoon <laughs> so that you too can feel the same way that Joe and, uh, and us here on the podcast feel today. Well, everyone here on the show today, you know, we've spent a lot of time discussing the effects of poor power quality on the modern residents. And joining us today is someone who's been installing cutting edge systems in residential environments for almost 50 years. It's Jim Sanfemio. He is uh, from Wicked Smart Homes in Sarasota, Florida. Jim, it's a blast having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, so we have Joe and Jim here on the show with us today. Jim, let's start off here. What problems do you see that have been caused by power issues? What, what sorts of things have you seen uh, throughout your career? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, you know, the, the problems that you have with our equipment, network equipment in homes is the sensitivity level that those components have to any kind of a freaky power situation, be it a sag or a surge, um, lightning, of course. So right there is, is, is the most problematic of all because the clients of today um, really depend. I mean, I think before they even talk about watching television, they want to have their Internet working throughout their home through Wi-Fi. And mm -hmm. these are the interruptions that probably cause the biggest angst amongst them. So. Well, and, and these days, I, I can't watch TV without an internet connection because uh, I'm just streaming everything, right? And I think that's increasingly common amongst people, which almost exacerbates the problem that you're describing. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's attached to that, you know, you've got, you know, all of the, the, the particulars that come with power problems, you know, and then the uh, power issues that, that are considered problems, you know, you've got uh, lighting fixture malfunctions, uh, you've got faulty uh, televisions, whether they're streaming or not. Uh, and of course, um, you know, the, the premature equipment failures that come from that, so. I, I think it's interesting, Jim. I, I know you and I have had lots of discussions about this over that same 50 years that I've been in this business. And it's interesting because one of the things you've talked about in the past, and, and I know that it continues this way, is the last person a client blames is the utility. Hmm. No matter. No matter what we see, I, I know, and, and when I was first venturing into the Rosewater and Jim and I started talking about perfect power and he was going, you know, it's hard to convince the client that the utility is at fault. And I, I'm assuming that still is, goes on today. Is that the Absolutely. In fact, let me just say, even though you mentioned Friday, Friday is a good end Friday. Here's what integrators like we think on Friday. It's Florida. It's the rainy season and storms come crushing in so all we think about on a friday is just how many phone calls are we going to get how many support calls are we going to get till monday morning and uh, it's the, it's exactly all based around power and the problems that power create when not managed in in all of our equipment so it's it's 
sometimes a Friday is a good thing because we got two days off. <laughs> the, the, the thought about what might be coming on Saturday and Sunday is is, is always looming. I don't envy you. <laughs> I don't envy you on Fridays. I only know it because I get all the alerts from the devices we have in the field and my email. <laughs> That box fills up over the weekend like crazy. It just seems like all the problems wait for uh, Friday and Saturday. So uh, I don't envy the position at all. The other area that is interesting and, and is, I think, particularly difficult in your position is trying to explain power issues to clients. I get asked the question all the time, how do you explain it? And it is not an easy answer. Do you have any insight for the people listening out there on how you bring this subject up and how you explain it to your clients so that they understand that, hey, these power quality issues exist, they're real, and unless you solve them, it's a problem and is going to be a problem. Yeah, you know, I think it's, I'm going to say that I think it's getting a little bit better for clients to uh, get their arms around it now because, you know, they have been an experience where we, you know, they've bought and bought certain power strips that have surge protection and they figure that, oh, this is going to be something that protects me because things happen to power. I think that, you know, that conversation can be taken further because you ask them, okay, you have a power surge device, but are you still losing connectivity? And their answer would be, yeah, we, what do we do? What, how do we reboot now? You know, because they don't know that Even they heard the word reboot they don't know where that has to go so we have conversations about you know the, the eventuality that you need some way to be further protecting your critical loads um, and that that in our case it happens to be the network tower and the equipment tower um, and as we've grown and, and Joe you know this from conversation we've had now we've got these awesome lighting control systems with panels that have to have protection from surge because when a problem comes if they start to get lighting issues well come on you've grown up your whole life knowing that well you just turn the light switch on and you get your lights you know and in the case of florida i'm going to pick on florida right now since we have, well, joe and i live here uh, it's it's a nightmare with um, with the electrical storms and just the absolute sunny day you can have problems because the grid isn't that stable it sees way too many ups and downs and that's the kind of conversations we can have with people here because in florida you will get clients say, oh, yeah, our power goes out, you know, every time there's a storm. Well, what happens after your power goes out? Well, we, we, we end up having to call, you know, Wicked Smart because we can't get our network to get back up and um, not to go into another whole subject. But, you know, we do on top of having Rosewater as a, a, a support factor in those cases where, where it's not a Rosewater, we have a major, you know, ability to get into a home through if the Internet's still working to get into all the IP addressable items and, and we can go ahead and reboot uh, without rolling a truck. Um, but when I, and I'm going to jump right to it, when, when you get a Rosewater involved, quite frankly, you, you know what the benefit to it is that you, you just don't hear from them because things are working and we don't want to hear from them, <laughs> you know? So um, that, that's the case in fact, but, but that is the, the, the condition going back to the, 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 the question, you just have to go through it and explain. And now we have a history we can talk about, you know, how we solve the problem. And this is, you know, where we can get to uh, beyond the, just the standard, you know, backup battery that, the, hey, a backup battery works. That's why Rosewater is so successful as well. I mean, you know, if you got a two minute battery backup, three minute battery backup that can support when cable goes out and you don't lose that cable box, that's a big deal because you all know what it takes for a cable box to reboot and recycle. You know, sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Uh, and, you know, that, 
in, in our clients' day and age, 10 minutes with no TV or internet is the end of the world. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing when I think about that, that it, it is two minutes without, without Facebook or some social media, the world is coming to an end. We had an Austrian customer tell us to my text, and he wasn't being nice about it. He said, hey, boys, Wi-Fi sustains me. And we're like, like what? What do you mean by that? Well, you know how water sustains people? Yeah. Well, Wi-Fi is what sustains me. If I don't have my network, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I think that just goes to the, the client expectations these days as we continue to automate houses. And mm. unfortunately, a lot of misconceptions are out there in terms of how the equipment works and what does it take. And I know you know, from our perspective, we run into misconceptions all the time. The first one being, I want my whole house packed up for batteries for a week. And mm -hmm. I'm going, okay, how big a piece of property do you have? Because you have to build another building on it to house that many batteries. But what are the, can you address a few of the misconceptions that are out there by clients? You know, I know you face people who want, you know, Tesla power walls and all kinds of renewable backup because we're involved, you and I are involved in one of your projects that, has enough solar, I think, to power the state. What do you see out there? What has to be explained? Well, again, just what you were talking, battery backup, they are under the impression that battery backup is also uh, giving them clean power, which we know that's not at all what it's doing. It's just backing up what you have. They misconceive what batteries actually mean. They're, they actually do believe that it's an indefinite amount of time that you get from these batteries that, that are not well positioned by the, the other companies that are putting them out there. Um, there, you know, batteries just have a certain very short ability, I mean, unless they're fed by, by, you know, in the case of Rosewater, you, you're getting your power, re you know, batteries restored by either a generator or solar uh, when the when the grid's down. But the, the, you know, they're they're down to even. I mean, they really think that power strips are a real answer for, for the problem. I mean, it's and then getting around that is, is is just a discussion, but it's there. We do really fight a lot of misconceptions out there. I know. Uh, as I just mentioned, I, I get requests from all over the country. Clients come in with integrators and they go, you know, I want to do my whole house and or, you know, I want to have enough backup for a week. And they do. They don't understand that a battery is just a bucket of electrons. And when the bucket's empty, it's over. <laughs> it's, there is no continuous. Yeah, power. And, and, you know, with the, on top of that, what happens with these battery backup systems and, you know, the calls come in and it's, it is a bad thing. You know, when a battery backup goes um, it's, it's drained, it also starts a signal. And that signal does not stop until you go and address it. So clients are calling, you know, think about it in the middle of the night. It's beeping away. You know, how do I stop it? What does it mean? Well, we know what it meant. Your battery was depleted, and now it's saying it needs to be put back on, and it's a problem. And and it's yeah. just more of the, you know, more of the, the, those are the things we can talk about because people have experienced them, and I think that's where it does help in getting getting us around misconceptions. I, I, I've also found, and, and I know you and I have talked about it at length over time, uh, over years, is customers have an incredible misconception about what it takes to power the house in terms of an inverter and people think that you know oh, i'm just going to hook up some batteries to, to my house and they're going to work and they they really don't understand that you know batteries are dc your house works on ac you got to have inverter and the inverter is the choke point mm -hmm. and i i think many of the solar inverter ba battery backup 
they sort of gloss over that. And I, I know I have run into uh, situations lately where the clients were really disappointed because they went and looked at a competitor or a, a battery company and said, wow, all of a sudden to do my whole house, I need 15 of them because the inverters are so small. And I find that that particular conversation gets very difficult. I wish I had an easy answer to explaining that the inverter is the choke point. I don't care how many batteries. If your inverter can only put out, you know, 30 amps, doesn't matter how many batteries you have back there. 30 amps at a time is all you're getting. In the houses that uh, Wicked Smart deals with, uh, most of the, the same houses that Rosewater deals with all around the country, 30 amps doesn't, doesn't back up anything in that house. It's just, you know, it's a throwaway. And and I find that I find that a difficult conversation. Do you do you are, do you agree with that? It is not so easy to explain. Oh, absolutely. I mean, exactly. We just had a discussion today, and you know, we had to talk about what a critical load means. What a um, battery like the Rosewater. What is it really going to do? Uh, bat, no, I'm supposed to say the Energy Hub. What is it really going to do? And you have to get past. The thought of what they only think about is battery. For some reason, battery, 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 and they're not understanding the inverter. They're not understanding all of the protection that comes with the, the Rosewater product, for instance, and the ultimate protection when you're using a generator and you're passing it through a Rosewater hub. I mean, these are everybody in Florida has usually a generator, and everybody who owns one doesn't understand the output of the generator. So. We try to, well, at least I do, I try to take people on a little drive in through their system and talk about the things that happen when power is going into the house to try to get them past the battery and more into what they're, what they're really involving themselves with when, they, when, they, when you go to clean the signal up to bring it into the home and to keep it that way. So, you know, it's like the Mr. Magoo, you know, if you remember that old cartoon, he would go forward and all the problems that he faced, he kept throwing behind him because he always had a clean road in front of him. That's the Rosewater Hub. The Rosewater Hub sits out, sits out there and says, hey, throw all the generator stuff through me. Throw the grid through me. Throw me, throw me solar. But when it goes through me and it gets into your house, you're going to have a clean sine wave all the time. And when that generator goes on in a normal situation and you got that lag point for a minute or two, you're not even going to know what happened because, again, the battery took over during that, that changeover. So... I think there's a lot that, especially when you've learned through the, the, the installation of one or two and, and start to get more involved, you can really have a broader discussion with people about, uh, that. Get well, I should say, it gets them past the battery talk right? and more into the, the clean power. One of the other questions I wanted to deal with with you also, and, and I, I'm of mixed, mixed mind here, I, I find that when clients actually have experienced perfect power, they tend to forget that they have it which is exactly what you want the device to do. Hey, you don't, never think about it because nothing is affected in your home. And do, do you ever find that people forget that it is that kind of perfect power device that has put their mind at ease? We know the guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I, I really find that I need your, you know, your, your guys, um, um, the logs that you have that every once in a while, we, I want to send a six month log out to the client to let them see what's been going on while they've been sleeping at night and, and going on with their daily lives. I mean, there, there's, I have a full blown Crestron IP over internet system in a major beach house uh, that has a Rosewater hub there. And 
I will tell you with Crestron and the level of what we have in that house from every aspect of every discipline, shades, lighting, heavy network, heavy AV system, theater, we have not had to roll a truck more than three or four times in three years to that house. Everything else has been clean because they own a Rosewater. And it's and, and the times we rolled the truck was, was because of third-party issues, you know, the Apple TV problem or a cable box problem. It never had anything to do with the, the actual strength of what was being protected all the time. And, and that's a major accolade to the product because um, I can tell you we have a house down the street from this office that every weekend, if there's a storm, we get a phone call that the Lutron lighting system is down. The Crestron remotes are down, and it's because they got nailed with, you know, down, um, uh, brownout, and then blackout, and then powering back up, and nothing worked again, and, and it requires a truck on Monday morning. And we can get a few things back up if the internet goes back up, because we can get in through the internet. But other than that, they're hosed. And that, again, goes back to the, the Rosewater protection device. And, and the clients do forget about it because they, they just, they, they don't have nothing to think about. So I don't know, maybe every once in a while we should have it shut down. I'm not sure. You know I actually like your idea a lot of sending out some of the logs and say, hey, in case you missed it, which of course you did, here's what happened over the last 30 days in, in your house. I like that a lot. I would say, Joe, if it could be dummy down, you know, to where it was just like a line going across the middle, (laughs) you know, and then saying, here's where all the problems were that you would have experienced, like a little highlight. This is, you would have experienced an outage. You would have experienced network issues because they, they would get that. But we know the guy knows he's got something going because he's got the second house going up and he's putting it there too. So thank God for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tyler, what we've done so far is we've talked about, obviously, Jim is really tuned into his clients and he recognizes the benefits of clean power, not only to his clients, but that whole, the idea that he doesn't have to roll trucks because rolling trucks, when you have power problems, it is difficult, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, to actually charge people for those. So it it ends up, the integrator ends up not making any money on those uh, extra truck rolls. So I, I think what we've got is, is something that if you can provide clean power, if you can convince the customer or at least open that subject with the customer, the long-term enjoyment of the equipment that is put into that house is enhanced. Hmm. So, so I think that's a, it's a very strong statement from somebody. I mean, Wicked Smart does beautifully executed work in very, very large homes here in the, in the west side of Florida. I'm really quite pleased to have them as one of my dealers, but more importantly, the experience they've had with the product and providing clean power has really helped them and helped Rosewater a lot. And and Tyler, you have been unusually silent during this. <laughs> so, got any more questions? Well, I, you know, I, I I just enjoyed hearing you guys hearing you guys talk because you guys. Uh, you guys just got going and, and things were just rolling. But I, I suppose one of the things I'm curious about hearing from Jim is throughout your, you know, your, your career, you, you've gotten to see a lot of innovations and changes. And that probably also gives you some perspective for where things are going in the future. So how do you see power issues and, and things like this? How do you th- see things continuing to develop and change as technology continues to advance? Um, what sorts of things do you see on the horizon that, that could look different in, in five, 10 years? I actually think that what we are t- discussing is the, 
maybe the possibilities with designs like uh, Rosewater has and companies that Joe's probably looking at that would, you know, build his product line to a complete hub control of the whole house. You know, this is one of the things. Can I put my whole house on it? Well, right now you want to keep the big motors off of it because of the drain. But I think that down the road there's products that people would buy into for their whole house where maybe the critical loads don't need as heavy um, a product as the full hub. But I think that we're going to see problem issues with power until we use something completely different where we have our own base module in our home where we don't rely on anybody but but wind and solar. And that's that ain't happening. So we're going to have to have always have some kind of uh, cleaning of power and protecting equipment. And, and you know, the, the crazy part is, is that, Tyler, the stuff that's coming out is the, everything that comes out new in our industry is even more sensitive to the power. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, these what's scaring the heck out of me is that, you know, I had to go buy a new range for my kitchen, and uh, they're talking about all the Internet use of that. You know, we've got homes that they can't even get their hot water tank to run correctly without the Internet. And I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out when I hear this because I'm like, what? Why, do, why would anybody even think about, hey, I can't take a shower today because we lost our Internet and I can't get the hot water tank to build. We have a home like that, by the way, a very high-end home. Oof. Yeah. So when you that question was funny because I think that's what we're really driving towards is that the sensitivity and the needs for us to protect that are growing instead of getting smaller by – uh, let's say technology is saying, oh, we're going to fix this problem. If we do this, the network will never be interrupted, even with bad power. I don't know how they would do that because that, that is just not capable of being built into every unit. So I think we got a real issue coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, I find that thought to be really interesting because, Jim, you're absolutely right. At some point in time, we're going to have to develop a product that allows the entire house to be fed perfect power because it as you point out that's never going to come from the utility because it can't and and certainly renewables are not an answer they're too intermittent that's it'll be an interesting technical challenge because currently getting inverters of that size and all of that is they're incredibly expensive devices to do well at the moment but i think maybe with volume it can happen i i think that tyler you know what we're what we're talking about is in the future residents are really going to have to be self-sufficient when it comes to perfect power. The grid will be able to provide essentially the volume of power you need, but the quality of power you're going to be responsible for as a homeowner. I think that's really going to be, I think Jim's right, right spot on. And I'd, I'd actually never really thought of it that way, but that is correct. You know, it will be the homeowner's responsibility to take whatever quality of power that comes from the grid and then fix it at on site. As Jim pointed out, there everything is going to be connected to the web. I was shocked. I just had somebody. I just heard from somebody else about an internet connected cooktop, and I'm going, oh, yeah. "What do you do with an internet connected cooktop?" Yeah. <laughs> We're about to renovate our kitchen, and my wife wants a smart oven and smart uh, smart fridge. What's what's the value of having those things be smart? I'm I'm. Not entirely sure, but that's uh, two more <laughs> two more devices about to be connected to our internet. You know, so there we go. Cool. <laughs> well, Jim, yeah, sir. I, I really want to thank you for taking time out late in the afternoon to uh, be on my podcast. I really appreciate it. No problem, Joe. Well, this has been uh, a, a, an absolute blast. Jim obviously brought uh, brought a lot of insight and expertise. 
um, from his years of experience in the industry. And so uh, that, that was a real pleasure. So Jim, thank you again for, for joining us here on the next generation of energy. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. Absolutely. And Joe, that's another, uh, another fantastic episode in the book, sir. Thanks to you, Tyler. You are terrific at, at what you do. Well, I, uh, I just got to sit back and listen this time, which was, uh, which was a lot of fun. You guys, uh, you guys did an amazing job, and uh, it was another fun and informative episode. And so, Joe, thank you once again for, uh, for joining me here on The Next Generation of Energy. Absolutely my pleasure. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of The Next Generation of Energy. Stay tuned. We'll be back soon with more exciting interviews, conversations, and talks about the world of energy. But for this one, for my guest today, uh, Jim Sinfemio and Joe Piccarelli. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you again very soon.